Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Food for Thought. Your table is now ready. Your servers will be Nate Geary and Bruce Nolan. Our specials today are cold, hard facts and fresh, hot takes. Can I get you started with... I'm sorry, just one moment. Can I get a little energy in here? Serving it up to you. Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. I am Bruce Nolan. The squeaky man himself is Nate Geary, and this is Food for Thought, a show combining two of your three favorite F words. That's right, food and football. The third word is clearly freckles. Get your Uh, mind out of the gutter because, you know, it's sunny outside for a lot of people who are in our listening radius. And when you spend some meaningful time outside, sometimes you get a little freckly. So it's freckle season. As a reminder, today's show and every show is brought to you by the one, the only Genesee Brewing Company. Since 1878, Genesee has poured generations of brewing knowledge into each pint can and bottle of their beer they make no sacrifices when it comes to their beer brewing each with the highest quality ingredients for a consistently great drinking experience look for genesee beer genesee light cream ale and their specialty line with beers like pineapple kolsch and oktoberfest genesee brewery rochester new york mr geary how are you on this friday evening Bruce, I'm beautiful. Uh, you know that I recently went on a golf trip this week, right? Yeah, you described it in rather significant terms. It was one of the greatest trips I've ever taken in my life. I got to hang out with my dad for three days. All My uncle, who's my godfather, who, you know, I haven't spent, like, actual meaningful time with in, you know, a decade plus. Um, all of my dad's buddies who are just, you know, rather cool gents. Uh, so I had an unbelievable time. But the thing is, Bruce, is I played a lot of golf, right? I was outside a lot. Um, and I've, I've unfortunately developed a really pretty nasty uh, tan line situation. Oh, farmer's tan is impressive. Um, Nate's lower bicep for Nate this, is the line. This might be the worst one, though. Oh, the polo. <laughs> he has a polo tan line. A lot of people have the scoop neck t-shirt. Yeah, no. no, not Nate. It is the no. clearly one or maybe even two unbuttoned button tan line. It, it might be too Nate. bright to see the tan line that ends right here where my hat is. And then my forehead is white. 
and the rest of my face is is, is tan. So it's yeah, very it's, clear that Nate has been wearing a polo with a tennis cap, a ball cap. T- tennis cap. Yeah, is that what like you would a, call this, Bruce? I would call that a tennis cap. Yes. Well, I would call you a, a, a silly old man, serial yes, I killer. It. I would call you a serial killer for. Well, I so. have been known to down some Captain Crunch in my time, so yes, you are a serial, a serial killer. I am a killer of cereals. Before we get started, a reminder that every YouTube super chat greater than ten dollars will get a Genesee pint glass from Nate Geary. Follow at Genesee Brewery on Twitter and DM at Nate Geary Sports proof of the super chat and the follow of the Genesee on twitter and he will send you one now this is important there is somebody out there who did not get their pint glass Mm -hmm. what happened was nate put it in the mail and did not get the correct zip code in and forgot to put his own return address on it so it went back to the post office and they're currently looking for it but if you are someone who is listening to this right now Mm. there is one person a singular person out there who has not gotten their pint glass, please DM Nate Geary. Honor system, folks. Honor because yes. he has he has record of the previous people who he sent it to. So he's gonna know if you're trying to, you know, pull one over on him. But if you have not gotten your pint glass, please DM Nate. Let him know that you're the person that he was intending to get the pint glass to and did not get it because we want to make sure everybody gets their pint glass so you can share Indeed. them with us on this show indeed indeed bruce thank you for uh for that yeah you know i usually like to do the thing where i put my return address but you know sometimes it's like one of those things i I would rather not you know i don't necessarily want everyone to know where i live but uh yeah please if if you didn't get your glass they were sent out at the end of last week so you should have them by now but they are based on where you're located it could be anywhere from six to seven days uh for it to actually get to you so um feel free to shoot me a dm my dms are back open so feel free to just shoot me a little number if you did not receive yours and i'll make sure that uh that i have my records correct and you get yours sent as soon as possible bruce are you ready to get into e- this evening's show because it sort of feels like we are now officially is it is it one week no it's a little bit more than one week we are officially nine days away from the start of buffalo bills training camp i i I, we this show isn't professionally produced but if it was if we had a producer bruce i would have liked like maybe like a like an applause to have gone out that that were nine days to buffalo bills training camp but again i guess i'll just have to do things on my own since Bruce, do you, do you do you know you're muted? Do, is the the show is really yeah. starting off? And okay, yeah. good. Just yeah, I know sure. I'm muted. I was just letting. I don't know. You're letting me talk. Like, absolutely. No. So it's really important. Idea. I don't know if you know this or not, but I actually mute myself all the time when I'm not talking because I don't want to pick up any background. If I happen to sniffle, if I happen to take a drink, I, I want to be absolutely perfect from an audio standpoint. So when I'm done talking, I will mute myself like all the time. Hmm. Yeah, all the time. You I, I should do that more. If you're watching the YouTube version of the show, you will literally hear and see my little mute button click off, on, off. Like right now, you ready? Uh, uh, it's like the Ace Ventura. Just like that. Yes, Ace that's Ventura. exactly what I'm doing. That's exactly what I'm doing. It's Ace Ventura and the sliding door. 
Exactly. Just like that. Yeah. Yes. Makes for amazing content what we're going through. But yes, today's show is about healthy mindsets. That's what it's about. And in the order to talk about healthy mindset in typical food for thought fashion, we're going to break into that concept with healthy foods. You know, I was getting in the mindset of this show earlier this week when I made a comment that based on my Instagram, you might think, and based on some previous comments that we have had on this conversation, that I might be 400 pounds, right? (laughs) That I might, because of what I consume and the quantity in which I consume. But the fact of the matter is the vast majority of the time I'm eating fairly well. And I made a comment that, you know, at that, on that day I had consumed a protein shake, celery, hummus, tuna, pickles, um, water, multivitamin. Like that, that, that was my, so something you didn't, you didn't eat. That's it. Like that, 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 that's why I had that day. Right. And so it got me thinking, what's the best healthy food for you? Nate? Mm. What's your favorite healthy food? It's all the things you can eat and not feel guilty that you had, because we're going to get into healthy mindsets. And we're going to start by talking about Mm. healthy food. Nate, as somebody who is svelte, right? Takes reasonable care of themselves. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with it, right? Tell me. I'm not dead. Yeah. Your preferred healthy food. Uh, So I made a list of three uh, because I thought it was important to have more than one because there are multiple and... I never really liked healthy food because I didn't really know how to make it properly, particularly vegetables. So, you know, when I started dating my girlfriend, I was integrated more into eating more vegetables, Bruce, which is probably a good thing because I was mostly a water, dominoes, and trying to think what was it. Oh, there's this Indian place that was near me down the street from my my roommate's apartment uh, called Alibaba Kebab. It's very elite level, like fast food Indian. It's just so fantastic. But like basically Domino's, Indian, and water. Tap water was kind of like my like my diet as a single male. Um, So when I started dating my girlfriend at like when we first started dating, she... she hadn't like gone full vegetarian, but she'd like kind of decided that she wasn't going to eat as much meat anymore. Um, that quickly changed, uh, when we started dating. Um, but I started eating vegetables that for the, for maybe the first time in my life, I started liking vegetables that I kind of never would have wanted to, or thought I didn't like. And the first one on my list, Bruce is one that I basically never thought in a million years I would enjoy. And not, not only do I enjoy it, but I consider them one of my favorite vegetables. Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts, solid. I would have never guessed in a million years that I like Brussels sprouts. Um, But when you roast them and you put some uh, balsamic glaze on top, uh, if you cook them with bacon, that's another great thing that you can do uh, with Brussels sprouts that absolutely makes them incredible. So for me, I think they're my favorite vegetable, Bruce. Um, My favorite healthy food. And... I just, you know, if you would have told me that five years ago that I was on a podcast saying that Brussels sprouts were my favorite uh, favorite vegetable, I probably would not have believed you. I would have called you an insane person. Here's another insane one, Bruce, that I'm going to bring to the table. Golden beets. I've never had golden beets. You should. I, I assume you've had beets before. I have. They're 
not that great. They're 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 very different from every other thing, right? I mean, there is nothing like a like a beat, I, like I, nothing even remotely comparable, right? Yeah, I, th- there's nothing you can eat and go, gosh, that reminds me of a beat. Correct. So they are their own this, thing. This keeps the, I guess, so uh, would, would describing the beet flavor as earthy? Yes. Would that, would that be? Absolutely. So it, 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 it does do a level of maintaining the original, like normal pink slash red beets, like earthiness, but with a way sweeter and more pleasant experience with a golden beet roasted with burrata, some fresh, uh, some fresh cracked black pepper. And obviously, for me, the balsamic glaze, maybe a little tomato in there, some fresh heirloom tomato. And you've got what I think could be one of the finest, um, like, burrata side pairings that you can possibly have. So do yourself a favor. Next time you go out to the store, I don't, I don't know what they have in wherever you live, Bruce. Um, but if they have I, – I feel like this is probably not a thing you're going to find at Aldi. Um, like they have them at Wegmans here from time to time. We, the first time I was exposed to it is, and I've told you I'm in a, in a, a urban farm share, correct? You have ever told told me this? that. Yes. So, yes, uh, the, fresh, the first the time. Freshest of the fresh. Yes. The freshest of the fresh. And it's literally grown down the street, right? So it's grown in Buffalo in an organic farm. It's awesome. Um, that was the first time I was exposed to it was in our, in our crop share. Um, the golden beets. And I was like, eh, I'm not a huge beet fan, but I'll try it. I mean, I, I'll have beets from time to time, but the golden beets. Bruce are very, very good. The last thing that I have, third one, corn, but it's very specific. It's not just, you know, frozen corn or corn on the cob. It's corn and it's right about from 10 days from now until about the end of August, where Eden, New York, here in Eden, has some of the best sweet corn, Bruce, that I've ever had. If you are like, what, what's your opinion of corn? Is it is it mostly that it's bland and you don't really have anything that goes with it? You, like you're not going to eat it alone. I like corn. Um, I when I was I was born, as you know, in in Western Philadelphia, right? And so, born close, and raised, born and raised. I'm the Fresh Prince of Bill's Mafia, and <laughs> the close to where I was born and, and and spent meaningful time as a child. Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is Amish country, has some sure. of the best corn in the country. And I got spoiled on really, really, really good corn really early in my life. I do not like the fact that it can get stuck in my teeth. That is not a fan. Sure. Um, when I had braces when I was younger, that was a absolutely no. But I do like corn. Um, we don't eat it a lot as an adult because... I don't like it that much, but I've never turned it down. It's never a scenario where somebody said, "Hey, you, you know, you want some corn?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm good. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm fine. I don't, I don't need any corn." We, I, I never voluntarily say, "Let's go seek out corn." Like I'm thinking about this right now, and my wife might be listening to the show. At no point have I turned to my wife and gone, "You know what we should have? Corn." Okay. But at the same time, I've never gone to someone's house. They've said corn. I've been like, "Nah." It's just right, like you're gonna do it. Yeah, I, I, I guess I would feel the same way. How many weeks in a year are there? Fifty something. Fifty-four. Fifty-two. Sure. Thank you for. I, I'm, I'm sorry that I was wrong on how many weeks in a year. I feel like I should. That's probably pertinent information to know as an adult. Um, 
so what do I say? Three or four weeks of the year is when it's prime Eden corn season. They have a corn festival in Eden. Bruce, I think if you're going to come up to have that, that lobster here soon, that you come up, have some lobster, and we go to the Eden Corn Fest. Uh, that sounds amazing. When, when is that? Because it's in like August. It's like the, maybe the first. It's before oh, the wait. fair. See, now before the Erie County Fair. That because then people are going to know when I'm coming. Well, and they'll, if, just, they'll, if, they'll follow you around. And they'll be like, God, oh, that guy who's with Nate, that's got to be Bruce. I'll wear a mask so that people will be totally thrown off. There you go. That's exactly it. 100%. Not you. Who cares about you? I'll wear the mask so people can identify me too, then identify you. Sometimes I think about just like driving up to like Buffalo and going to like some major event and taking a bunch of pictures and then coming back and posting them all over my social media. And everyone's like, wait, 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 what? What? Wait, you were there this whole time? What? They go back and looking at security footage. Anyway. Yes. Me, so, so corn. Corn. For me, the best healthy food that I really, really, really like that I've come to appreciate a lot more recently. And this is going to sound very strange. It's celery. Now, celery doesn't taste like anything. That's the entire point of celery. Celery is essentially just crunchy water. But the reason that I have come to appreciate celery is because it can be substituted for so many other things that you have come to realize you were eating for the texture differential in your foods. I'll give mm. you a great example. I like hummus. Nate, you like yeah. hummus? I, I do. I like, I like garbanzo. Yeah. And a lot of people dip pita chips in hummus. Yeah. And you get a little bit of the salt from a pita chip, but really it's the crunch. Yeah. If you salt a little bit of celery and you dip that in the hummus, you're getting very, very similar scenarios. Can I can I just rebuttal really quick on something? Because you said something that I disagree with. Okay, I'm ready. You said celery doesn't have flavor. It's just crunchy I water. Cr- I said it tastes like crunchy water. I got to push back on you. Have, have you ever had, like, celery juice? No. Like, you, you put it in a juicer, you just put celery, and maybe you put a little bit of lemon, uh, maybe some ginger, oh, like all three of those together. Like lemon and ginger. No. See, that's the thing. Of course, you taste the lemon and you taste the ginger, but you do get the celery taste 100%. If you just put celery and you juice celery, you would 100% get a flavor. Wow. Well, I guess I just don't eat enough celery, I guess. Maybe, uh, I guess I've, maybe, I just, I've, my, the legs have come out directly from underneath me. Because Maybe I besmirched you on accident because maybe I'm thinking of cucumber. You are thinking of cucumber absolutely has a flavor. Cucumber, that's why people put cucumbers in their water because it flavors the water, like putting a lemon yeah. in it. Yeah. I think I might have besmirched your character for no good reason at all. Oh, okay. That's, that's fine. That's fine. It, it, Proceed. It is, it is what it I'll is. Just, I'll, I'll mute myself. I'll get back over here. I do like cucumbers for what it's worth. But for me, celery can hold the place of anything that you were previously using for texture differential. This is the reason why you see people put it in their chicken salad or in their tuna salad. Here's something. You can put it on your sandwich to give it a crunch instead of those potato chips that you've been doing. There are things you can do with celery that you don't really realize. And I really enjoy having celery with the hummus. I downed about, uh, goodness gracious, a good third of a tub of red pepper hummus with a bunch of stalked celery and felt, felt pretty good about it. Hummus is a fairly high calorie snack, but 
it's got a bunch of good stuff in there as well. So you can, you can have it as a meal if you really wanted to. So for me, the thing that I've really gotten a fond of recently is celery. And that leads me into the other things that I really like as far as healthy foods go. And they are all substitutions because the best way to potentially get yourself in a mindset where you can get used to healthy food is just subbing it for things that are unhealthy. So for me, essentially tricking yourself, right? It's like tricking yourself. Yeah. But I'll give you, I'll give you one that I've been, I've really enjoyed recently. I have really enjoyed right along the lines of hummus. I have really enjoyed pasta that's made from chickpeas. Uh, I've said it before. Chickpea pasta, right up there. Zucchini noodles. I like zucchini noodles. So you take all these things and you sub them into otherwise carbo-heavy kind of things. Sure. And it works. And my biggest thing is celery. So that's me. In the comment section, we have Decon says, I got here as quick as I could to defend (laughs) Olivia Rodrigo. And the reason he put that, Nate, is because on Twitter... Every single week when the show kicks off, I will quote tweet it and say in all caps, let's go. Okay. But today the title of the show is good for you. And so what I did was I quote tweeted and said, let's Olivia Rodrigo. Ah. Super duper deep cut. Like my sense you- of humor is crazy dry. <laughs> uh, Dry like. Yeah, like the Sahara Desert dry, right. like Super not an ounce dry. of water, like no water to be I found. Am, I am completely okay making a joke that four people on the planet will actually. And make. and and this is your validation, so thanks a lot, Decon, for feeding into the ego that is the dryness of Bruce's, you know, humor. Just love it, and and I'm completely cool with that. If I make a joke and three people out there think it's the absolute funniest thing they've ever heard in their life, I consider that successful. It's probably the reason I'm not more popular is because my humor really doesn't only appeal to a very specific group of people at any one given time. But we've talked about healthy foods. It's time to talk about healthy mindsets. Yes, it is. You know, the Buffalo Bills are expected to be good in 2022. They're expected to be very good in 2022. Recently, there have been more than a few polls up on social media and articles written about whether or not the mindset of the fans is Super Bowl or bust. Sure. So as we start to conclude the dog days of summer, I said, we talked about healthy food. We talked about things that are good for you. We talked about Olivia Rodrigo. We're going to talk about what the healthiest mindset to have about the Bills is in 2022. If you are in the comment section with us, tell me what your mindset is and tell me whether or not you think It is healthy, but I have a caveat just like Nate, people who are otherwise healthy can have cheat meals. Yep. You can be in a healthy mindset and still have a mental cheat meal, a fear for 2022, something that you allow yourself. I'm allowing myself this anxiety. I am allowing myself this fear. So I might have a healthy mindset. I might even be able to stand up here on a Friday evening, metaphorically speaking, because I'm sitting, and also preach as to what the healthiest mindsets are for the Buffalo Bills in 2022. But I still allow myself this cheat cheat meal, Mm -hmm. this cheat meal. So tell me, 
Nate, what is your healthiest mindset to have for the Buffalo Bills in 2022? The healthiest mindset, at least for me to have, is an understanding and level-headed awareness that this Bills team, the roster that's been constructed, the one that is available for them this year to go out on the field is better than they were last year and better than they were two years ago. And that Josh Allen is likely better now than he was two years ago, certainly three years ago, but two years ago when they were in the AFC championship papers, I would say almost universally across the board at every position, they are either better or deeper. And particularly on the defensive line, I'd say their offensive line is better now than it was two years ago. What I'm getting at, is the success they've had over the last two seasons has been very fun. And the healthy mindset I'm having towards this is that they've actually found ways to get incrementally and in some positions notably better by adding a Hall of Fame pass rusher in Von Miller, by drafting a first-round corner and a number-two cornerback position this team and you, myself, everyone that covers the team has been sort of yelling and screaming about for the better part of two or three years that this team needed a legitimate number-two corner outside of Trey White. They've locked up and developed Taron Johnson in the slot. The two safeties are playing at an all-time you know, peak level right now. The defensive line has a fully remade interior. Greg Rousseau enters year two after a really promising rookie season. On the other side, Dawson Knox enters in a really important contract year. Uh, Gabriel David. Like wh- What I'm getting at, Bruce, is the healthy mindset to have here is whether or not this team wins the Super Bowl. Is it Super Bowl or bust? Is it Super Bowl or bust? I think that's a fair question, right? Um, it's a loaded question, Bruce, because I don't think it necessarily has to be Super Bowl or bust. I feel like Super Bowl or bust is a term that is used to describe teams who have already won and are loading up to win again. I think Super Bowl or bust, right? Does, does that? Did, I don't know. You don't have to agree with me in all cases that that's the only. I'm not going to pigeonhole you into agreeing like that's the only case that somebody can be Super Bowl or bust. That when you've won something and you've loaded up and you've spent a lot of money and you're going for that run again, I feel like that's the Super Bowl or bust. Um, and it feels like you are working within a certain finite window that that and that's why it's the bust, right? It feels like with Josh Allen, how young he's 25 years old. It, I'm not sure that I want to say that like this is their Super Bowl or bust window. This is their Super Bowl, Super Bowl or bust year. Um, but it's probably close. But um, I think for me, Bruce, I, I said this last year, and I'll I won't steal the thought. It was originally mentioned by my uh, coworker over at WGR Bulldog on the afternoon show, and what he was sort of imploring people before the start of last season to do, Bruce, was to sort of just enjoy the ride, right? Like. Don't get caught up in the little stuff during the season, getting upset by a week one loss to Pittsburgh, um, and only focus, the only happiness you can extract from the season is playoff meaningful football in January, getting to, getting to that Super Bowl, getting to the AFC Championship, getting to that divisional round. Like, enjoy the preseason. Enjoy the first quarter of the year. Enjoy those December games that you're just kind of waiting um, to get to the playoffs for. Because I think this year, this this team – is the best that they've been. Um, I know this is going to come off a little hot takey because I was born in the midst of a Super Bowl run, four-year Super Bowl run. This feels like one of the most talented teams they've ever had. I would agree with that. I would absolutely agree with that. So this is where I'm at, and I'm I'm glad you held off a little bit on Bulldog because 
that's exactly where my healthy mindset is. It is to enjoy being good. And I would like to draw a distinction that is, I think, really important. And that is that, what is the phrase, Nate, that Buffalo Bills fans historically end with the process? It's what? Blank the process. What is it? Trust it. I thought yes. you were going to say uh, Billsy. I thought you were going to use the term Billsy, like a Billsy loss. It's like losing trust in 13 the process, seconds. Right? Yeah. Here's the funny thing. Uh, that's not a Sean McDermottism. No, it's not. That's, not that's technically. Not, that is not the thing that Sean McDermott put on the wall. That is not the thing that the Buffalo Bills trademarked. It was respect the process. Those are very different phenomenons. And I would like to draw the line and the distinction between trusting the process and mm. respecting the process. People trust the process because they want to believe that the process will get them to the end result that they so choose. That's why they're trusting it. Trust the process and you'll get there. That is the almost unspoken back half to that statement. Trust the process and you'll be rewarded. When you say respect the process, that's the end. It's just respect the process. It's not respect the process and anything. It's not <laughs> the re respect the process so you can blank or whatever it is. No, it's just respect the process. I don't believe in Super Bowl or bust. You and I have not had a chance to talk about this, but I've done a show on this in the past. In fact, before last season, I did a show on Super Bowl or bust. I don't think it's a thing because what it establishes is that any outcome that is not a Super Bowl is a bust. Yes. You're creating a binary. It's Super Bowl or bust. That's it. You get this one thing. You get this one outcome of hundreds of potential outcomes. And, right. if, and if it's not that one outcome, it's been a complete waste. Exactly. And people who are old school football fans will say, oh, it doesn't matter unless you're holding the Lombardi. Okay. Do you have any idea how many great teams didn't win a Super Bowl? Do you have any how idea many how many players? great quarterbacks yeah. didn't win a Super Bowl? Dan Marino, right, is arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, depending on who you ask, and didn't win a Super Bowl. It's really, really difficult to win a Super Bowl. So for me, it's a matter of just enjoying being good. Be as good as you can for as long as you can and hope the ball bounces your way. In fact, the best team in the NFL doesn't win the Super Bowl all the time. Like that yes. happens all the time. Regularly. So just be as good as you can for as long as you can and hope the ball bounces your way. And if you take that mindset, and if that's a healthy mindset, then okay, then you can still be disappointed when they don't win the Super Bowl because you want to win the Super Bowl. That's still the idea. It's still what you want to do. But when you recognize that you can be the best team and not win the Super Bowl, all of a sudden, you let go of a little bit of that Super Bowl or bust concept. However, my cheat meal. Wait, wait, wait. Before thing, you go to cheat meal. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to maybe amend the trust and what was the other respect, respect and trust the process? I want to change it for the 2022 season. I'm amending the trust the process quote for this upcoming season. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. I'm changing it to enjoy the process. Oh, I like it. I would advise everyone try to do that. It's in some way, right? Like part of me enjoying this process this year, Bruce, is 
here's the great thing about my job, right? Like I get to hang around. I'm, I'm at the stadium during home games, but I'm doing, you know, post game shows late. I'm doing the whole nine. Right. And for me, this year, I am not going to have the opportunity to have to do a Sunday Bills game until week three. So that means I have my first two Sundays in September of the NFL football season to watch football uninterrupted right here, right in this little setup right behind me. Like, I'm going to be enjoying this season, the primetime madness, you know, uh, Thanksgiving afternoon game. Like, I- I'm going to eat all of this up this year, Bruce, because for the first time in a really long time, the Bills are not just nationally relevant. They're sort of the the quote is debella de ball. They're sort of debella de ball here. So while you're using your Sundays to smoke meats, while you're using your Sundays to watch other football, to focus on your fantasy football team, remember all of that is possible because of how great the bills have been over the last two or three seasons. So just, just try to enjoy the process. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm a big fan. So There's a little behind the scenes that I want to give away to some of the listeners right now. Nate, do me a favor, if you will. This is not part of the script. Pull out your cell phone. I don't have it. You don't have it. Okay. Um, No. (laughs) So you're going to get a list of texts from me in the next few seconds, and they're going to be hilarious. So... I'm not going to see them until after the show, but You're not going to see them until after the show, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you what they are, and I'm going to share the listeners because it's funny. Okay. Now... I am in my studio right now, and yes. if you know anything about me, and you guys don't know anything about me, so I'm going to share this. I almost <laughs> 100% of my waking moments have a drink close to me. Sure. A water, a flavored water, something. I have something close to me at all times. I miscalculated how much drink I had left, and I finished it all while we were in the middle of our show. Exactly. It's terrible, right? So I texted my Nothing wife. Left. And what I texted my wife, I said, hold on. She just walked in. This is really important. Mrs. Nolan's yell and say hi to everybody. Hello. She says hi to everybody. So <laughs> it's funny because I went to go text my wife and I said, I love you. I'm sorry to do this to you, but can you bring me a drink? And she didn't respond. And I realized sent it I sent it to Nate. <laughs> So Nate has a list of texts <laughs> in his phone right now that says, I love you. Oh I'm sorry gosh. to do this to you, but can you bring me a drink? I can't wait to, to screen grab that and post it on Twitter. And I literally put, OMG, I meant to send that to my wife and sent it to you. <laughs> so that's what happened. Ironically enough, the second time in the history of my marriage that I have sent an I love you text to someone who is not my wife. Wow. I did it when I was out of town for business. I sent it to the wrong person and didn't know. And they sent one back. I love you too, bro. But I think you meant to send this to Mrs. Nolan. <laughs> it was absolutely great. Oh, so, that's very good. That's very good. A little, little, little behind the scenes fun. RJ in the comment section says, being in an interview said the exact same thing about how he wants to make the team as good as it can be for as long as possible. That's never, that's why he never wants to hamstring the team with bad contract. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I think that the success of the Los Angeles Rams will cause teams to feel like they can go all in for one year and forego the future. But for every Los Angeles Rams, there's plenty of teams who didn't do it. There's the Washington previously football team 
they were they were the football team, and then they were a different name before that. Now they're the Commanders, but they used to go in all the time in the late '90s, early 2000s. They thought this was the year; it didn't happen. The Eagles got the dream team. Look how that worked out for them. Namdi Asamoa was one of my favorite players from that era, and the second he went to Philadelphia, Namdi Asamoa loved Namdi Asamoa, huge fan, and it just never worked out for him. So be as good as you can for as long as you can. Hope you get lucky. RJ, Brandon Bean, Bruce Nolan, we're all on the same wavelength. But in that vein, Nate, we have a food simile. A food simile that we want to get to. But before we do, I want to talk about cheap. I want to talk about cheap meals. Because we know that there's a healthy mindset. And we talk about healthy mindset, but we still have cheap meals. So my cheat meal fear for 2022 is real simple. I recognize how teams should be as good as they can for as long as they can and hope they get lucky. Mm -hmm. I do. I recognize that. But the window can still close. Oh, it closes quickly. As as well as, as well, as well as you pay attention to things and as well as you stay on top of things, one here, one torn Achilles here, and you're you're so all of a sudden it's not the same anymore, you know. And we've yep. talked about before, for example, that the depth at outside receiver for this Buffalo Bills team is interesting. So, you know, a couple of bad things happen back to back. All of a sudden, now it's 2024, and you're hoping to get back to contention, and things change. So my cheat meal fear is the thing that I tell myself in my heart. When I know in my brain that being as good as you can for as long as you can is the right way to go. And I know that in my head. But in that moment, when the coin flip is happening for overtime of the Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs, AFC divisional playoff game. There's a part of me that thinks this is is is, is not going to get a chance like this all the time. And you got to take advantage of the ones you have. That's I know right. it's not true. But. I allow myself that fear in that moment. Now I squash it because remember cheat meals are by definition, things that are not all encompassing. If you have right. a cheat meal every day, it's not a cheat it's meal. Not a cheat it's, meal. It's, it's, it, you're just unhealthy. So for me, the key thing is being able to squash it and be in a healthy mindset and allow and recognize yourself that you're going to have moments like that. And that's okay. You just can't have a life like that. You can have moments like that. Life is full of things like that. You can have moments like that. You can have days like that. You just can't have a life like that. People who are struggling with mental health. Man, you can have bad days. People who are struggling with their diet. You can have bad days. That's okay. That's fine. Everybody's got bad days. You just can't have bad weeks and months and years. That's right. And they string together. And before too long, it's not a cheat meal anymore. Now it's just unhealthy. Before long, it's a 17-year playoff drought. It's a 17-year playoff drought. And so that's my cheat meal fear for 2022. Nate, what about you? You know, in the same vein, my cheat meal fear comes along the lines of, I don't even want to say it because I don't want to to come off jinxy. So I, I believe that the material my desk here is made out of it looks like wood. It's probably not wood, but it has like wood components in it. So it's wood enough for me to knock on it and say, knock on wood. 
But the Bills have been one of the healthiest teams in football since Sean McDermott has gotten here. Hmm. Yes, the Bills lost Trey White last year. Sure, they lost Dawson Knox a couple of games with that broken hand, but before not, before you knew it, he was back again, right? Um, Starla Tula, he missed a couple of games, right? Um, Tremaine Edmonds was banged up a little bit. But for the most part, Bruce, this has been one of the healthiest teams, one of the least uh, average amount of uh, uh, games lost per player in the league last season and the season prior. That is a level of luck that you can't necessarily continue to bank on. You look at what happened to the Ravens last year. Now, I'm not sure what the Ravens I, – I know part of this, Bruce, is the program, the weightlifting program, the facilities that they have, the resources they have for these players to get back to health, not rushing players back with soft tissue injuries. They've been historically very good about that. In the Sean McDermott era, I'm thinking of uh, Devin Singletary, who tweaked a, a hamstring earlier on in his rookie season. They did not press him back, and he was able to come back without any hiccups in that department. And – you look at some of these foot injuries, some of these soft tissue injuries, guys that push it, they come back too early. Julio Jones last year with his hamstring, he dealt with the injury all year because he came back too early. So for me, the Bills do something right, something better than a lot of other teams do. They figure out ways to get guys and keep guys available. That, that could end like week one, Bruce. That could end against Denver in the preseason. So for me, I let the creeping and the creepiness of – the idea that this team could sustain one or two or multiple devastating injuries, just like the Baltimore Ravens did last year where they lost their first string, their second string, and their third string running backs to season-ending injuries when they lost their number one, their their rookie wide receiver, Rashad Bateman, in training camp and didn't get to play again until week eight or week nine and then really had a tough time acclimating. You go on, Ronnie Staley missed the whole season, their franchise left tackle. Uh, you go through the numbers, man, you're like, how the hell did the Ravens even remain competitive throughout that? And I, what I'm hoping for is that is not a situation that at all occurs this year for the bills but i'll let it creep in there because i'll tell you this it could absolutely happen but the healthy thought the healthy mindset to have is the bills do a lot of stuff right in the health and the you know maintenance of health in this organization their facilities are great they take their off-season training programs very seriously and they have a group of leaders at the player level that hold each other accountable to make sure in the offseason, Bruce, that they're doing the things to get them ready for training camp. You're not seeing those soft tissue injuries happen in training camp like a lot of other like other teams and organizations where you get guys who, you know, were working out in the offseason, but maybe they weren't really pressing themselves and pushing the limits. This is a team, Bruce, from the quarterback to the safety to the corner to the offensive lineman to, to Taiwan Jones who all have a common goal and a common, you know, a team goal. They want to win a Super Bowl together. And that's a good driving force, and it makes sure these guys get into training camp come July at St. John Fisher in the right shape to make sure that when they start doing football activities, they don't sustain that Achilles. They don't sustain that ACL. They don't sustain that hamstring injury. Any opportunity you get to say something about Rashad Bateman not being a, uh, not being a dude, not having that dog in him, you're going to take that opportunity. And I'm telling you right now, Rashad Bateman, there we top go. 24 wide receiver in 2022. Get your soapbox ready. Actually, buddy, it's going to be Devin Duvernay. And you are going to look like a big, dumb, idiot loser because I have him on my fantasy team. And you have Bateman, the guy that's going to be the number two receiver. James Prochet is going to be the number two receiver. Yeah, no, get out of here. It's going to be Devin Duvernay. I'm just telling you, man, the B-writers are on this. Follow the B-writers. 
Beat writers aren't on crap. They're on. They're on it. Go ahead and look it up if you don't believe me. Look it up. Look up James Prochet right now. So while you're doing that, I'm going to introduce us to Food Simile. The Food Simile for this evening is covering a Super Bowl contender makes me feel like. So I'm going to go first while you're looking up James Prochet and crying silently. Covering a Super Bowl contender makes me feel like it'll be a lot easier when the Bills aren't a Super Bowl contender. Mm. And here's what I mean by that. I'm going to elaborate a little bit. I'm going to give you a a little bit of a metaphor. Okay. I like metaphors. If you're on a diet for a long time, one, one. two, three months, Mm -hmm. the first bad meal you have back does not taste good. No, it doesn't. You do not enjoy it. You it feel is, terrible. You feel the worst. The absolute worst. And you're like, how did I ever eat like this every day? How did I eat like this every third day? How did I do this all this time? It's a that little was like, bit like people who stop smoking. And then they go smoke something like seven years later. And they go, oh my gosh. Like, what, what, what did happened? I, what was I doing? I, I When I was on keto, Bruce, the first time my girlfriend and I had pasta, it was tasty for sure, but I, I, first of all, I ate like hardly anything because it filled me up immediately. Right. But the cement in my gut, you felt terrible. really, oh man, like the carbs, like I really thought I had sworn off carbs forever. Uh, unfortunately, I'm back on them pretty hard. Yeah. So, but yeah. covering a Super Bowl contender makes me feel like it'll be easier when they're not a Super Bowl contender. So being on a Mm. diet for this long makes you feel like it's easier to get back on the diet because you no longer have a taste for the losing. So in this case, you've had a Super Bowl contender. You've established what you are like when your team is good. And so for me, I came into this space in 2018 when the rise of Josh Allen started to begin and the bills were six and 10 in 2018, but no one really listened to my show in 2018 either. That's right. If I'm still in this space in 2034 Mm -hmm. and the bills are not super bowl contenders, Josh Allen is coming down the home stretch. He is maybe already retired and they're like, you know what? We're going to try and find the next guy and they haven't been to playoffs in a while, it's going to be a lot easier than it was during the drought. Because we had that moment, and I had that window where I covered a Super Bowl contender. And I feel like it's going to be a lot easier to cover teams that aren't that good. Because I feel like the end of the drought was way worse than the beginning of the drought. (laughs) And at the very end of the drought, you're tired, you're exhausted, you just want to go home, you just want it to be over. The reason why people cried is because there were 17 years of pent-up emotions. If it would have been a one-year playoff drought, it wouldn't have really mattered. So for me, covering a Super Bowl contender makes me feel like it'll be easier for me to cover a team when they're not. Nate, what about you? I think that's a good one. I am going to go a little bit of a different route, uh, and I'm going to do something that I never actually expect, but when it happens... It's like the most pleasant surprise in all of the world, right? 
So covering a Super Bowl contender makes me feel like I'm out to dinner and the waitress brings over a dish and puts it on the table that I didn't order. It's like, well, excuse me, miss. Um, you know, we, I think you brought this to the wrong table. We never, no, this is compliments of the chef. It reminds me, and you know, this doesn't happen everywhere I go, but when I go out to a couple of my buddy's restaurant, James Roberts, who is, I think the best chef in Buffalo outside of Chef Ross uh, at Brightsmith and at, at Oliver's. Every once in a while when Leanna, my girlfriend, and I go, you know, he'll bring over a couple of dishes that he knows that we're, we wouldn't have ordered. That's not that's on the menu because we are regulars and we always get the same thing every time we go. Sometimes you'll get that dish and she'll put it on the table and she'll say compliments of the chef. And that's kind of what this season feels like, Bruce, because what we're doing is playing with house money. We're playing with found money when you're covering a team that has the expectation this team has and is as likable, I think, generally speaking, as this Bills team is. Now, it's not to say that there haven't been other likable contenders in the past couple of years. You know, frankly, right now, I think the Cincinnati Bengals are probably as likable of a team as you can find. Um, I would call them a contender. Now, are they viewed in the same light as the Buffalo Bills? No, they're not. Um, But for me, Bruce, this comes down to feeling like you're in a pleasant surprise, feeling like you weren't expecting to be here. I can't say that I had expected for the, the Bills to be here for any part of my adult life. So the fact that they're here, I play with house money. It's like I got a free meal and I didn't ask for it. I like that. That's a good one. You got a free meal. You didn't ask for it. Yeah. House money, I'm a, baby. I'm a fan. House We're going to move on because we actually have a question. We have a question yes, I love given questions. to us. Mailbag. We have a mailbag food for thought from Jeremy. He says, Bruce, where do you and Nate fall on the issue of pizza folding? Although I grew up in Rochester, I never oh. took to it. I eat pizza straight up. However, I don't begrudge people who fold a serious New York style slice. That being said, I periodically see people fold a Domino's or Papa John's size slice, and it drives me crazy. <laughs> Though I've never done it, I feel like approaching these people and say, bro, settle down. It's Domino's. What are you trying to prove? My question is threefold. Number one, do you and Nate fold your slices? Number two, should there be a size requirement before you're allowed to fold? And number three, Parmesan or no on your slice? Nate, would you like me to go first or are you ready? I need to go. Okay, go. So it's funny, and I'm trying to remember where I got the pizza from recently. That for the first time, I I think maybe ever, I folded. So how relevant is this? Like this must have been a week, maybe two weeks ago, but I'm really struggling to remember where the pizza was from. Um, But it was a thinner slice and it was huge. So I literally, I like, I had no choice. I had to do it. Um, Yes, there should absolutely 100% be a size requirement. Um, But I'm not really sure. Listen, I I know I, I actually, to certain levels, subscribe to the idea like that Bruce has, which is let people like, their things let people enjoy their things and if you want to fold your pizza because that's how you enjoy it fold your pizza um but i would tend to agree if you're folding domino's pizza you're a new yorker lost in the sauce like that's like that's that's what's happening you're a new yorker and you're lost in the sauce as for parmesan i assume we're talking about the standard glass Mm. shaker with the with the silver top and the holes in it and it's got the craft right craft parm right if that's if that's what we're to assume yeah, here. there's a red checkered tablecloth underneath it there's yeah. red pepper flakes red pepper flakes 
So I tend to put red pepper flakes in Parmesan cheese on a New York style pizza that I didn't get pepperoni or it's just cheese. Like, give me a little something more. Um, but Picasso's for perfect example, but you know this Picasso's has a crack dust, I guess I would call it that they put on their pizza. I think it's a little bit of Parmesan, a little bit of like mm-hmm. garlic. I don't know what it was. You know what I'm talking about, right? I crack do. Dust. Miss, Miss Nolan knows what we're talking about. We, she does know what we're talking about. She really enjoyed that. The crack dust. She um, did. Big fan. She but said would you, it was the best pizza she ever had. Miss Nolan, she knows best. She um, knows. So I would say if I'm getting a piece of pizza, I know I'm going to enjoy. It doesn't need anything else on it, and I'm not folding it, and I'm just going to eat it. Um, and buffalo pizza, what I'm getting around here, is not really foldable pizza. I mean, a, a slice of buffalo pizza, if you are folding buffalo pizza or Domino's pizza or Papa John's pizza, again, you are a Brooklyner who is out of their element, and I'd be happy to help you. Um, Mike Cross, get the hell get the hell out of here, Mike. Get, get out. You, you, everyone that agrees with Mike, get out. Mike in the comment section said cold mozzarella on top is the way to go. Get out. Unbelievable. I saw Eric Turner doing this last week, two weeks ago, and I held, I bit my tongue, but I've got Eric on the radio next week. And you can bet, you can bet your bleep that I'm going to be bringing that up on the radio. So Nate psycho stuff does not fold his Buffalo slices, obviously. So, uh, are you ready for a brucism right here? Yeah, of course. I was first off, let people like things because we let people like things here in the Bruce world. Uh, the vast majority of the time, I eat my pizza with a fork. The overwhelming majority of the time, I eat my pizza with a fork. That's fine. If I do not have the option, or if the slice is too large for my plate, which creates problems when trying to eat with a fork, and it's thin enough, then yes. I will fold the pizza. I very, very rarely otherwise do. To me, folding is a function of necessity. If I find myself... I would agree with that. Folding to me is like the net underneath trapeze artists. It is there to keep you safe if something were to happen. (laughs) So if I pick up a, a slice of pizza and for whatever reason, I'm not eating it with a fork and... I pick up the slice of pizza and I'm just not able to tame this pizza. Then yes, I'm going to fold it right there. But to me, I always try to not first. Now, if it's a large, I, obviously, I would agree ne- with that. you know, Neapolitan Brooklyn style pizza, then I already know it's thin and it's long and I'm just going to go ahead and fold it. But folding is a, a, a kind of a, a last resort item. My ideal is I want to eat it with a fork. That's what I want to do. I can select my own bites. I can select my own size. That's what I want. I don't get it all over my face. That's I don't get it all over my hands. That's my ideal way of eating pizza is with a fork. Sure. But if I can't do that, I got to eat with my hands, then I will. And then if I can't eat it with my hands, then I'll try folding it to try and keep it together so it doesn't get grease all over the place and get messy and be nonsense and have cleaner bites and things like that. So to me, it is the last resort that I will go to if I need to. Now, the second question was, should there be a size requirement for you're allowed to fold? No, let people like things. If they want to fold it, they want to fold it. If they want to try to fold 
Chicago style deep dish, you know what? More power to you. It's just the way it is. Now, Parmesan or no on my slice? Historically not on my slice. Not a historically put Parmesan on there. Um, I'm not opposed to it, but I also don't have pizza in a restaurant where I sit down almost ever. I cannot remember. There is a place 25, 35 minutes from our house that I think Mrs. Nolan and I had in 2019. And I think that was the last time I ate a pizza. Yeah, I think that's the last time I ate a pizza in a restaurant that you sat down at. It was probably 2019. It was probably three years ago. Daniel in the comment section says, eating pizza with a fork, you're a woman. Yes, nothing like nothing like trying to emasculate someone based upon his pizza-eating preferences. <laughs> yes, I'm good. I'm fine. One of the joys of be- one of the joys of being me is I don't care. That's one of the joys of being me. I'm going to do things that I think are the most efficient way possible, and I don't care at all. What you here's what I'll it. here's what I'll say in favor of eating with a fork is especially a piping hot pizza. The cheese there is no worse feeling than the first bite yep. of your pizza and that cheese gluing to your mouth, the top of it or to your tongue, and there's nothing you can do. And you're going to, the next two to five seconds, your mouth is going to be irreparably burned and you're no longer going to enjoy your, your experience eating that pizza. Or you're pulling on the cheese and the cheese kind of comes off. Pulls of right off. It pulls right Remind off. Remind me again, Miss Nolan is the one that eats the cheese and then yes. eats the rest of the pizza. Mrs. Nolan actually takes hmm. the fork, scalps her pizza, eats scalps. all of the toppings and the cheese together in like a cheesy topping casserole and then goes back for the crust. What's left over? The leftover carcass, the scalped carcass. The carcass. The pizza oh, the carcass. Pizza. The and pizza I, carcass. I really I appreciate that you're using the term scalped her pizza because I think mm. that's really the best way to describe it. And it really it's is, incredible. right? It really is. It absolutely okay. is. Okay. This brings up a great question. What about bringing up the pizza to your mouth while it's still on the plate? That is also a move that I have done. And I probably, especially if it's a paper plate, because yeah, the plate, paper plate almost greasy pizza. Yeah, and like you can almost fold the pizza with your paper plate. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of doing that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm completely down with it. So eat what you want, when you want, when you want, how you want. That's what I'm. Except going if with. it's except you're putting cold cheese on a hot pizza. I'm fine with that too. No, I have no I'm problem not. with that. I have yeah, but very you little... like you like cold cheese on hot sandwiches. So Occasionally, you yes. are in no place to have a have an opinion on this. Well, I'm in no place to disagree with it because I'm fine with it. The fact That's of the matter is, this is what it boils down to. One of the things that makes my takes historically very boring is I'm not really opposed to anything when it comes to this stuff. You you, you want what, what's that? You want you know peanut butter and jelly on your pizza? Sure. Hey, cool. Why not? You do you. I'll try it. Why not? If it sucks, I won't have it again. But if you want to do it, you do it. I have very very few scenarios where I go, no, how could you? How could you? How dare you? There are very few things that are taboo to me when it comes to food. Let people like things. Eat what you want, when you want, how you want. This is the way we works. So you know what, Daniel? I'm sorry I disappointed you. I'm sorry I eat pizza with a fork. But I hope you can forgive me. Because, by the way, your uh, profile icon is unbelievably awesome. It is a Captain American shield with a Buffalo Bills logo in the middle. It is absolutely ama- amazing. Daniel, we should be best friends. And by best friends, I mean 
never talk to anybody ever again. Ron Swanson has my favorite line in basically history. He says, um, I once worked with a guy for three years, never learned his name. Best friend I ever had. We still never talk sometimes. <laughs> Love it. Absolutely great. Sometimes. We still never talk sometimes. Moving along. Winners and losers from this week in the NFL. We're going to okay. start with losers because uh, I want to end on a good note with winners. And my okay. loser this week is Orlando Brown. Hmm. So Orlando Brown is still under team control for very, very reasonable numbers mm-hmm. for the Kansas City Chiefs for the next two years. They can tag him and then tag him again. Now, one of the things he will probably do is hold out until he gets assurances, contractually speaking, because he hasn't signed the tag yet, which means he's not under contract. If he's not under contract, he can't hold out. So he might hold out until he has assurances that he is going to not get tagged next year. But I don't know if the Chiefs are going to give it to him. They they traded for him. And they gave him a good... They gave him a good deal. They offered him to... They gave him more money per year than Trent Williams. The, the way and it he said works, no. He said no because there was, a, there was a year at the back half, the sixth year, was a dummy year, basically. It was, yeah, it was a $40 a million, dollar, $40 million you know, AAV because it was never intended to get paid. And that bumped up the AAV. I get that. But you can't say, I want the highest APY and the highest guarantees when you're Orlando Brown. You take no. one or you or take the, the other. other. You can't get both. I think Orlando Brown thinks he's better than he is. Agreed. And he's he's a perfectly reasonable left tackle. He's a good he's left a tackle. good left tackle. Right. Give me Deion Dawkins over him, though. At, at contract, absolutely. At yeah. that contract, 100%. You can't have the highest guarantees and the highest APY unless you are consensus one of the best, if not the best player at your position. And he is is not. not. So should have taken the deal. The next two tags are probably going to be less money than probably what you could have gotten if you would have gotten that. And you're going to leave yourself open to have a a Cam Robinson Robinson step back, for example. Yeah. So that, that, you know, that's what it is. So for me, my biggest loser this week, Chiefs left tackle, Orlando Brown. Nate, my biggest loser, the Cincinnati Bengals, for the opposite reason. Jesse Bates III did not sign, uh, did not agree to his extension. Jesse Bates Jr. or Jesse Bates III might have been the single most important piece of that defense, that defense that led them into the playoffs, that defense that led them in the second half of that Kansas City game, that defense that got them to a Super Bowl. Yes, Joe Burrow was fantastic and incredible all season, but it was that defense for the Cincinnati Bengals, led by Jesse Bates, the heart, the soul, the the pulse of that defense, of that locker room. Not signing him is a crucial, critical mistake by the Cincinnati Bengals. And the first in which they'll have plenty of decisions to make coming up here. Are they going to sign T. Higgins? Are they going to keep Tyler Boyd around? Are they going to be able to keep that trio of receivers? Because T. Higgins is likely going to get number one wide receiver money, and he's going to do it a year and a half before Jamar Chase is going to. And that's going to be a hard, hard decision for them because T. Higgins does not have that fifth-year option. He was a second-round pick. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have some really tough decisions to make. And if there's any indication that this organization has moved away from being the organization that they have been for so long, which is a cheap, unwilling to pay their stars and unwilling to keep and retain the draft picks that they actually hit on, 
it's not a good sign if you're a Bengals fan that on a very easy decision, pay the damn guy. He's under 30. He's one of the best players at his position. He's the heartbeat of yours and he's the soul of your team. Letting him go, letting him get to this point where he's potentially going to hold out during training camp, big loss by the Cincinnati Bengals. Winners this week. You know, Karen has her own losers, actually, in the comment section. She yeah. says, losers, everyone not liking this vodcast. Smash the like button. Smash Hell burger, yeah, Karen. Smash burger the like button for us. Hit all the engagement buttons. Like, subscribe, rate, review. Tell Daniel how awesome his uh, logo is because it's freaking awesome. I actually have the 26 shirts. That is the Captain American shield with the Buffalo logo in the middle. Also, fun fact about Bruce. Captain America is my favorite superhero. Interesting. So it kind of works. Yeah. So uh, I love my favorite superhero is, yeah. is, is Batman. That doesn't surprise me. I'm a huge Captain America fan. Massive Captain America fan. I love the way that they – I was so nervous when we got to the MCU that they weren't going to handle him correctly, and they totally did. They 100% handled him correctly, and I was thrilled. I was absolutely thrilled with it. So thank you, Karen, for bringing Thanks, up Karen. that – Everyone should like this vodcast. Smash Burger, like podcast. That's right. Daniel, back in the comment section, says, I used to eat pizza toppings first and then the sauce covered crust. When I was about seven, I was a fussy eater back then. So funny story. There are a couple things that my wife does that are... Against the grain. Yeah, well, against the grain. Little kid-like. She loves to color, for example, right? She loves to color. Um, She loves to eat her pizza like that. I told you, did I ever tell you how she eats a Reese's peanut butter cup? Oh yes, we yeah. we eat it the same yeah, way. Yeah, he, he, he eats all the eats all the chocolate first and put that in there, right? But I did it the he, other night. This is the crazy thing. So I'm a very uh, serious person overall, and my wife has this beacon of joy energy where she's able to find joy the way that you used to in find joy things. when you were a kid. Sure, you know when you were a kid, you find joy in everything, and then at some point you lost it. My wife never lost it. You know, I have videos on my phone of my wife like singing and dancing in to songs in the kitchen, right? Because she never lost that joy. And so when I see her eat that pizza like that, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you know what? You go, Mrs. Nolan. You totally go. It's awesome. So winners this week, Mrs. Nolan, first off, but also winners this week for me in Keel Harry is the winner this week. Uh -huh. if, ever there was a, if ever there was an opportunity to rebuild your career, it is with the Chicago Bears because they are significantly lacking in weapons for Justin Fields, and they might run the ball 500 times this year. They might. And in Keel Harry, one of the best run-blocking receivers in football, even though he can't separate, and no, can't. also, I'd like to give myself a W. And Why I'm going to give myself a, a W. No, I'm going to give myself a W for my draft evaluation of Enkeel Harry. When he was coming out, he was in everybody's top five list for wide receivers, except for mine. And my co-host at the time asked me, Bruce, why is Enkeel Harry not in your top five list? I said, I'm all the way out on Enkeel Harry. And well, I don't understand why. And I literally called him late stage Des Bryant. <laughs> that was my, that was my, it was late stage Des Bryant, right? And so far, absolutely nailed that eval. Absolutely 
crushed it. Maybe my best pre-draft evaluation ever. I got into an argument with a Patriots fan after the draft who was like, oh, well, you know, the, the Patriots have drafted wide receivers who were Super Bowl MVPs. Therefore, they're good at drafting receivers. I said, you'll see. You'll see. Yes. <laughs> and I saved it. I bookmarked it. Three years later, I came back to it and said, what's up? How you doing? Because I'm petty like that. And if you're going to be mean to me, then I'm going to be petty back. And that's the way it works. So my W's go to in Keel Harry for getting a shot to resurrect his career and for Bruce for successfully saying that there was nothing to worry about when the Patriots drafted him. Congrats, Bruce. I'm very happy for you, as you might imagine. You and your uh, you and your scouting reports and your fantasy football uh, lording, your, your fantasy football lord, uh, our lord and savior, Bruce Nolan. Um, <laughs> Did you was there was the, did I lay the criticism on too thick? Like, uh, listen, like when you when you put aioli on the bun, sometimes people they put too much on, right? And mm. it, like it's like it's got it's got waves. Mm. It's got it's got it's got a current of right. of aioli like it that. I'm not, a little bit. I I don't like that, you know, because I'm not I don't I don't like mayo. But if it's fresh aioli, like you know, maybe I'll. I, I made a comment on Twitter. You didn't. I don't know if you responded or not. I said the ironically enough, the fantasy football trade that has ended best in my favor, and the fantasy football trade that has ended worst in my favor, both took place with Nate. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's yes. the yin and the yang. Michael Pittman for me. Michael and Pittman Joe Burrow for you. No, no. It was you. It was you trading me David Montgomery and a four for that Saints wide receiver. Who uh who was supposed to be good? It was really good in preseason last year. I don't remember his name. Marcus Callaway. Marcus Callaway. Yes, that was it. And then I flipped. I flipped David Montgomery for J.K. Dobbins and a one. All right, it's time to. Get so out of that here. means I turned it's Marcus Callaway go. into J.K. Dobbins, a one and a four. Who traded you J.K. Dobbins in a one for Montgomery? Steve. Okay, well Dobbins. he's the idiot, not me. Because Dobbins was hurt. Remember, he, he Steve's on, he the idiot, not me. It's Dynasty. I know, but screw Steve. One of, one of the joys to Dynasty is that everybody seems to be in it to win now, except for me. <laughs> I'm I'm completely cool waiting. I'm fine with it. I have two first yet, round you picks are still in 2025, and yet I, I've won back to back. All right, I'm done with this conversation. Let's move on to my winner, Bruce. Can, is that okay with you, Absolutely. Mr. Fantasy Man? Absolutely. Is that okay? That's um, fine. My winner this week is me. So I made myself a winner and you made yourself a winner. Welcome to Food for Thought, where we're nothing but narcissistic. (laughs) Well, I got a smoker and I built it today. It's outside. It's completely done. Uh, I've got a corned beef uh, brisket sitting right now in my freezer. Uh, it's going to get thawed out. I don't know when I'm going to, I don't know when I'm going to smoke it, but I'm going to smoke it. Uh, my good buddy, James, uh, that owns the restaurants I was telling you about, sent me his cheat sheet for, uh, the meat and the third and the temperature and the time cook based on weight. Um, so I'm very excited to get my first smoker, you know, brisket going in particular, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to go with the pastrami route. Uh, I'm going to go with Mm. some, uh, crushed coriander, crushed black pepper and some raw sugar. Throw that's going to be my rub. Very simple. Um, I'm going to throw it in the smoker four or five hours because it's only three and a half pounds. Doesn't need to smoke for eight hours or whatever. Get to the internal temperature at 190. Pull her out. Let her sit. Cut it and enjoy the meal upstairs. So I'm the big winner because I got a smoker. I love 
the fact that you got a smoker. I still don't have one, believe it or not. So um, I went with the introductory level. I didn't get like a, you know, at the end where I'm lighting wood. I'm not doing anything. I got a pellet smoker, electric pellet smoker, um, but it has eight different uh, options, Bruce, which I know you'll love. You're a big options guy. I can sear. I can bake. I can roast. I can smoke. I can barbecue. I can charbroil. And I can sear. All on that thing. So there's a little latch that allows me to go from direct or indirect heat. So one of the other plans I have coming up here, and I know you and me are vibing on the sous vide vibe. I know Mm. you're a big sous vide guy. So my plan is I'm going to get a big tomahawk, bone-in ribeye. I'm going to slather it in all sorts of butter, thyme, uh, throw some, uh, maybe throw some garlic in there as well wrap it up in some saran wrap or maybe, you know, because, because with the bone, it makes it a little bit more difficult. I can't put it in the normal bag. So I'm probably just going to wrap it up bone all. I'm going to toss it in the sous vide for like two hours. I'm going to let that thing just melt away and all that fat, all that fat's going to render. It's going to be amazing. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn that smoker on to direct heat as hot as it possibly can go. It says it goes up to 800 to a thousand degrees and I'm just going to sear the hell out of it. I'm going to, I'm going to cook it to 220 internal temperature, I'm going to bring it out and I'm going to sear the ever living daylights out of it. And I can't wait, Bruce. Oh, that's amazing. It's amazing. I'll take pics. We, we did it. We did it. Ladies this show and gentlemen. goes by so fast sometimes, man. It's, it really we, does. We've we been hour down. and 15. We just sit down, shoot the graph for a little bit. And then before we know it, look up, it's 10 o'clock. And, and always, and that's awesome. I'll always tell you, I don't cat. know. I come on. I'm, I'm trying to get him to come on my lap. He every time the show is right about to end, Samson comes into the podcast and hops on. Like he, it's almost like he knows, he knows. He, I'm done, and like maybe I'll go upstairs and give him a treat. My but animals have a way better sense of time than most humans I know. At seven fifty-two, yes. so eight o'clock. My dogs typically get their nighttime. So my both my dogs are on medicine for specific ailments, and they get it in the morning and they get it at night. But they get it with a piece of bread. And oh, nice! At they probably love bread. We hear Boo start to whimper from the other room. Just <laughs> it's eight minutes before eight o'clock. Yes. I have no idea how he knows what he time just knows. it is. But he knows the dog has a better sense of time than most people who are supposed to show up. I will tell you this right now. People who are supposed to show up at your house, plumbers, electricians, internet repair people, my dog has way better sense of time. Way better. Way better. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this evening. I did. I hope you had a good time. I hope that you're rooting for Nate and his smoker. But most importantly, I hope you didn't leave hungry.